For the eighth straight year, Floyd is staying in Iowa. Welcome in to the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. I'm Trent Condit. Break down a 13-10 victory for the Hawkeyes over the Gophers. Eight consecutive in the series. And P.J. Fleck, he falls to 0-6. What does this mean for the Hawkeyes? One more game to go to get another shot in Indianapolis. That comes up next Friday against Nebraska. We'll talk about the game, how they got it done, and a whole lot more all today on Locked On Hawkeyes, an instant reaction podcast. You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. I'm Trent Condon. Glad to have you aboard with us here on Lockdown Now. An instant reaction podcast after Iowa gets the victory against Minnesota 13-10. The final, it was a nail-biter. It was, at times, feeling like there was no chance this Iowa team was going to be able to get the victory. And yet, here we are, one victory away from seeing the Hawkeyes back in the Big Ten Championship game. An opportunity to win an outright title for the first time. In a long time and a whole lot more coming up here. Still one more game in front of us, but before we get into that, let's take a look back. Thanks for being locked on Hawkeyes. Your first listen each and every day available wherever you get podcasts. Also, uh, we are on YouTube, as you can see us uh, there in our video side of things. While you're on his, uh, YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. It helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. 1310, I don't know how you felt after this one. I mean, I was just... Elated, obviously, happy to see this group of guys bounce back after the incredibly difficult month of October and really September with the loss to Iowa State, the close call against South Dakota State in week one, just on and on and on. And yet here this team is, a victory against Nebraska away from getting to the Big Ten championship game where they'll be a decided underdog. It doesn't matter if it's Ohio State or Michigan. We know they're going to be a huge underdog in that game, but as we've been talking about here the last couple of weeks, go in with the positive feelings, right? The positive attitude. Give yourself a chance. Look around college football today. You saw it with Illinois going toe-to-toe with Michigan in the big house. You saw it with Maryland doing the same thing with Ohio State. Tennessee, who is looking just incredible. And though the offense was good, the defense was atrocious as they get blown out by South Carolina. Pretty average South Carolina team, and on and on and on. Kentucky hung around for a while against Georgia. Look, we know they're going to be an underdog if they get there, right? If they get to that game, we know they're going to be a huge underdog, but give yourself a chance. Give yourself that positive attitude. Let's go in there. Let's go and get it done as we bring home the pig. And yes, had to bring out the Christmas ornaments a little bit early this year. Right here, yes, my favorite Christmas ornament. This is Floyd Rosedale. This one never leaves the Condon household. And uh, right next to me here as we're getting the Christmas decorations out uh, here today. As we break things down, 13-10. Now, Iowa, you know, it's crazy. They march right down the field, get a field goal, get a touchdown then after a punt. And the offense was rolling. It was Sam Laporte and it was Spencer Petras playing maybe his most complete game of the year. Were there low points? There absolutely were. But Spencer Petras, a guy much maligned, as he deserved to be. Let's be honest here. He was playing incredibly poorly, and especially in the month of October, as he was ultimately benched in the second half of the game against Ohio State. The offense wasn't working. This has to say the offense is great right now, because it's still not. But 
Spencer Petras is playing his best football. Still one more game to go to complete the process to be brought back from dead and get to that championship game when nobody, myself included, thought that that was a realistic possibility, yet here they are. All that being said, Spencer Petras, he was delivering some dimes out there, made some great throws, some balls that also could have been caught. Now there's a play up the sideline. Now that was not a great thrown ball, regardless of what Tim Brando had to say. Woof. Uh, Timmy B used to be a fan back in the day, but boy, his uh, play-by-play skills have deteriorated throughout the years. And he had some rough moments saying that was Petrus's best ball. Now it was too high. It was too hard. It was a great play called by Brian Ferris. Another guy much maligned that deserves credit. You know, with the limitations of this offensive line, still young, still green, and not sure how good it's ultimately going to be even looking forward. I mean, is there an NFL guy that's going to be the anchor of this one when you look at what they have? Mason Richmond? Maybe Logan Jones, the development has certainly not been at the level that I anticipated we'd see by November yet. Here we are. And for Brian Ferentz to continue to scheme, to keep the team in games against teams. Yes, that they're similar talent wise. Again, when we get into the heavyweights, it's different. And that's why I still believe even with this great run, that things need to evolve, that we need to see change out of this offense to keep up with the top flight teams. It's great to be where they are. It's great be able to beat up on the Purdue's and the Northwesterns and now the Wisconsin and Minnesota's of the world. That's all well and good, but also big picture, you know, to compete at the highest of levels, there needs to be more out of this offense. The defense continues to play at an elite level, though today they certainly showed some cracks as well in that run defense, something that outside of Blake Corum in the Michigan game, that was basically it. You go back to the Ohio State game, how well that run defense played against a very talented Ohio State front and a couple of good running backs at the time. Both, by the way, both those running backs now are banged up for the Buckeyes as we get later and later into the season. Blake Corum also banged up and didn't play in the second half of the game along with his backup who was out today for the Wolverines. And something to think about. We can be thinking about these things now as Hawkeye fans, which is exciting. But we saw the best running back in the Big Ten in Mo Ibrahim. And yes, Blake Corum, he was in the Heisman conversation. He was, I believe, uh, one of the top five candidates in terms of betting odds going into the weekend. And that's going to change, I think, after this one. We'll see if he's going to be available next week against the Buckeyes. But all that being said, Mo Ibrahim against a run defense and hadn't given much up this year. He was finding ways. And, you know, it's so crazy when he wouldn't be in there and they try to run the football. Just how the backup wasn't able to find those little lanes. I mean, just wasn't able to do it at the same level. That's a special back. That's a special guy. Yet, even with that, even special guys, they shouldn't be gashing the Iowa defense the way that it was. Now, luckily, on the other sideline from Kirk Ferentz, who knows how to win these kind of games. He has won these type of games for years and years and decades now, as we know. You got Philip John Fleck on the other side, a moron. I mean, an absolute buffoon. A guy that walks around in khaki pants and thinks he's cool, gets facelifts apparently. I mean, just all these different things. He is as unlikable as a, of a figure as you can find in college athletics. Yet, here's the other thing. He's got that program. He's a carnival barker. Yes, the way that he recruits leaves something to be desired in mind. You know, the story of Amir Smith-Marset basically being locked into his office until he'd make his commitment. Those kind of things, not for me. 
His personality, not for me. The cliches, not for me. But he's a real football coach, and you do have to give him credit. But when it comes to late-game situations, Kirk Ferentz, again, pushes the right buttons. We can scratch our heads at times and, and wonder how it happens. Yet, he's got the victory, right? Likes to talk about win-loss record. Hey, win-loss record, those close games. It, it, it goes Kirk's way. You can say it's the other side making mistakes. Whatever it is, Iowa got it done. Jack Campbell got it done. The forced fumble in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, off the deflection from Riley Moss, the interception. What a great play. Should have been a touchdown. Should have been 17-10. Ultimately, maybe that worked out pretty well for the Hawkeyes. We roll through here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Still more to come. We take a look forward a little more on the Minnesota game and then next week against Michigan, a little sneak peek. Look around the Big Ten Conference as the Hawkeyes sit in first place in Big Ten West. How did we get here? What a run and what a Saturday it was for the Hawkeyes. That's all as we continue here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy, great place to go. Easiest place to spice up college football season. Easy to get started. Easy to get signed up. You can do it on your desktop. You can do it with the app with Underdog Fantasy. You go to the website, just pick out very simple pick them numbers. Over under touchdown passes. Over under passing yards. Rushing yards. Of course, games are done this weekend, but looking to the NFL Sunday, they got the same thing there. And of course, college football looking to next week's matchup with Nebraska. Hey, take some unders, I think, on that Nebraska side offensively. You're going to be looking pretty good. Sign up with the promo code Locked On and Underdog. They're going to double your first deposit up to $100. Put $100 in. Get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. It's all one word, locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Trek out of continuing here on a locked on reaction after Iowa gets the win by a score of 13-10 over Minnesota. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day for your second listen. Don't forget about Lockdown Sports today. So here's those standings right now. We'll pop them up on the screen for you. Oh, it's great to see the Hawkeyes in the top spot. And uh, also you get the points for and points against out there. It just, I mean, it looks crazy. Now this division isn't good. Right. You got Iowa at five and three, Purdue also at five and three. Hawkeyes obviously with the head to head tiebreaker. That's why now they control their own destiny to get to the championship game. Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin all sitting at four and four in the conference. And then wrapping things up on the other side with a whole lot more. So we have all that happening uh, on things and uh, breaking things down for the Hawkeyes as they get ready for their matchup against the Huskers coming up later in the week. So all that happening, and uh, Iowa looks forward to that one. We will continue to break things down a little bit more on that front. But back to Minnesota one final time, and just what a victory it was. How they got it done, you just don't know, right? I mean, this, this team is gashing them. They're making it difficult. Laporta goes out of the football game, and without Laporta, just the limitations that this team has. I mean, that's another huge part of this, right? The limitations of this Iowa team and what, and what they are, what they're, what they can do in the passing game. And you have Lachey making the big play that ultimately set up the field goal. 
Jack Campbell making the defensive plays that we're talking about. I mean, this team was left for dead. And I know I wasn't alone. I'm sure a huge part of the fan base wasn't. You just couldn't see it. Jack Campbell, though, was one of those guys that just kept grinding. Spencer Petras kept going to the podium and answering the questions. And, and on and on and on. This is what we went through. This is what we, we talked about with this team is how they can do it. And the culture that Kirk Ferentz has built and what he continues to put out year after year, we're dang lucky. Are there things about Kirk that drive me nuts? Absolutely. But to see the emotion on top of it after the game, right? To see the emotion from Kirk and see the tears flowing. And we know he's an emotional guy. We, I mean, we've seen this for years. But to see that happening in that way, to see him out there, just the way 24 years in, he still cares about these guys. And he cares about, you know, the players and, and what it means to go out there and win these football games. And not just that, but also grow and, and be leaders. And it says a lot about the person that he is. He's not perfect. We know that. But we got it pretty good here with Kirk Ferentz as our head coach. Are there frustrating moments that there are? Are there things you want to see change and to get to another level that maybe need to change offensively? Yes, that's still part of the conversation. We got a good person running our program. And a lot of times that really matters too. It really, really does. Trent kind of with you here. Locked on Hawkeyes. So I look forward to Nebraska. Nebraska let another one slip away uh, here today. This is something that they've done seemingly week after week. Wisconsin gets a win, 15-14 in that one. Wisconsin down 14-3 going into the fourth quarter. They put two touchdowns on the board and win it by a point, 15-14. you got to say this about Nebraska. They haven't quit. They're not real good, but they haven't quit. And that defense has really started to make some strides here. And you look forward to next week in Iowa City on Black Friday. It's going to be another cold one. And it's going to be another grinded out game. And Iowa's been able to find these. But and the coin flips every once in a while can go the other way. It's not a foregone conclusion that I was just going to run away with this football game, right? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be roll the football out there. We're going to dominate this team. This team, they're not good enough offensively to expect that against anybody doesn't matter if it's Nebraska or Northwestern or South Dakota State or anybody else really in college football. They're not at that level. But if they go out there and they play defense like we anticipate, force the team to make a mistake, win special teams as they seemingly do week after week after week, we're going to be in really good shape again. And then you go to Indianapolis with no pressure. Everybody thinks you're going to be blown out. And a fair and special, could it happen again? And with that, this is the other part. I would go to the Rose Bowl with a win. That's right. The winner of the Big Ten Championship game gets the automatic bid, if you will, to the Rose Bowl. It would be a 9-4 Iowa team. I know Michigan, Ohio State, it's a huge hill to climb. We saw that in both those games this year. Yet, with all that being said, that is how close that they are. Anything can happen, as we talked about at the top. Fun day for the Hawkeyes as they get the victory somehow, some way, 13-10. Some of the numbers, I'll mention Petrus, 15-24, to 221 yards passing. That is his second highest of the year. After Iowa got the fumble, terrible three and out, made a couple of terrible throws on that one. Ultimately, Iowa found a way, also made some really good throws in the game. Also, uh, he had the sack that he took. Right after Iowa was gashing them, I mean, back-to-back -back big run plays, feel like they were going to score there, takes a bad sack, 
had a corner coming off the edge, timed up beautifully, but that was one that Peters has got to be able to see that one uh, coming from his his uh, strong side, from the right side of him as he's looking out into the formation. That was a bad sack to take and, and ultimately knock them back. And, uh, hey, special teams again. How about Torrey Taylor? Five punts, four of them inside the 20-yard line, averaged 24.2 yards per punt. Cooper DeGene stealing a couple of yards as he made a couple of plays in the punt return game, one for eight, the other one for 24 for him. Talked about Jack Campbell. He was all over the place. Ten tackles, the interception, the forced fumble. Obviously should have had the touchdown also on top of that. So you have all that going on. Running game, though it didn't get going, this is one thing I thought was interesting, taking a, a look at the stat pack. No lost yardage from the running backs. So, again... We're we're talking baby steps here, right? We're not talking about huge, huge things. We're not talking about a guy going out there and rushing for 263 like Mo Ibrahim did today for the Gophers. But all three running backs, all three of them played. Question, where was Caleb Williams in the second, or Caleb Johnson, excuse me, in the second half? A lot of LeSean Williams and Gavin Williams in the second half of the game. He is their biggest playmaker. Need to have him out there in the run game. He's a guy that can make things pop. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully it wasn't anything injury related. Just wanted to go with a more veteran in a close game like that with both Williamses. But uh, that aside, Brody Brecht with a couple of catches. That was great to see, uh, including one incredibly difficult one. We'll see about Laporta this week, his availability. Feel like you're in good shape with Lachey. Also got to see a reception from uh, the freshman, Ostrega, who came in there. He's kind of that third tight end, if you will. So overall, yeah, they just they find a way. It's hard to explain. But it's fun to watch. It's Iowa football. It's not a thing of beauty. Not going to win any beauty contest. But you get going and you're playing teams that are very similar to you. You can get away. We got a pig for the eighth straight year. PJ Fleck and his khaki and his capris. You know he can go over and do whatever PJ Fleck does. Uh, what an unlikable figure. State Fair this year. Hey, come here to Des Moines. You'll be able to see the pig once again. Floyd or Rosedale's, they'll have it set up at the University of Iowa inside, what, the Varied Industries building. I'm not a big fair goer. We go once a year, but that's it for me. But uh, definitely make my way over and get the kids a picture with Floyd or Rosedale. That's always a good one. And a couple other trophies in the case. we got, of course, the bull from the Heartland Trophy after getting the victory against Wisconsin. Let's get one more. Let's keep that Heroes Trophy here in the state of Iowa. Locked on sports today it is a place you want to go each and every day right after you listen to locked on hawkeyes from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app youtube or wherever you get podcasts hit that button everybody on youtube helps us get in front of more hawkeye fans we love that and getting more and more people here with us on locked on hawkeyes obviously a crazy week this week with thanksgiving we'll still be with you basically each and every day we have LaShawn daniels former hawkeye running back he's gonna stop by buddy biz he was up in minnesota at the game this weekend with his son we'll talk about that experience all the chance who hates iowa <laughs> you can understand why they hate iowa as we have made it eight in a row feels good and then look forward we will preview the matchup against nebraska before i depart i'm gonna be out of town in fact going this weekend to visit my sister she lives in cleveland her fiance is an ohio state grad so we'll watch the iowa nebraska game with him and then on saturday i will watch the game ohio state michigan with him I haven't told him yet if iowa gets the win friday 
sorry, I'm going to be rooting for the blue. Not going to be rooting for the Buckeyes. Don't want to see the Buckeyes again. See Michigan again? Yeah, I can handle that. A rematch of the championship game? Sign me up. See Ohio State again? <laughs> hey, we'll take it, right? We get there. Whoever shows up will be ready to go. Got to get that win on Friday against the Cornhuskers. A breakdown of that coming up here this week. Also, basketball, a big week in front of us. Monday, they will take on Nebraska. Omaha, then on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, they have their first matchup down in Florida. They'll take them Clemson in that game. We'll break that one down. And then on Friday in the championship game, it'll either be Cal or TCU. TCU is a top 15 team preseason. They've already taken a bad loss, though, in the non-conference and, and looked uh, pretty bad in their other game, uh, one of their other games also here. So maybe not humming at the highest of level. I got a point guard, though, that is very, very good. Tony Perkins, we've talked about him a ton. We got women's basketball going on. All coming to a conclusion here in the fall sports season and then ramping up with the winter sports season. Iowa wrestling team got a couple of wins in New York uh, last night. That was also really good to see. Iowa does it. The pig stays in Iowa for another season. Make it eight in a row against the Gophers. This is the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. We'll be with you here throughout the week. Go Hawks.